My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 263. I don't know. Does that sound about right? Yes. And uh, the intro was from my friend Dusty, his two kids, Maya and Cooper. Oh, good. So if you are a parent and you want your kids to intro the show, send us an audio clip of something that's like 10 seconds long and maybe we'll put it on. Yeah. Um, So uh, Zen Parenting Radio, um, it is a podcast uh, that will make you feel outstanding, right, sweetie? Guaranteed. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? I do. And always remember our motto is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, that's my sound effect. That wasn't very good. No. Um, You're going to talk about a line. I am. I'm going to talk about being a conscious leader, conscious parent, um, but I am going to talk about it from a more literal and practical way. It's actually a good, you know, we always talk about that we don't really have theory when it comes to this, that you just have to be self-aware. Well, I heard a speaker this weekend that gave some pretty significant um, advice on how to be more conscious. Can't wait to hear more about it. It's great. And then I might throw in a, a few anecdotes or two. Sure. Within the realm that you're talking about. That conscious realm? Yes. And um, But we have some things that we would like to, uh, some housekeeping issues. Well, not really housekeeping as much as events. We have some events coming up. We have three. So I can go through them really quick. Number one. November 10th, Tuesday, November 10th, Todd and I are um, offering a discussion. Um, It's our Let's Get Real series. It's at Fitz's uh, Spare Lanes. Fitz's Spare Keys. Spare Keys. What is my problem with that title? I don't know. It doesn't fit. No. Fitz's Spare Keys. What is that? What does that mean? Well, um, I understand spare because they have bowling. bowling, But what's the keys? Um, Piano. They have some pianos in the back. Yes. Piano keys? Maybe. Okay. So it's at Fitz's Spare Keys. It's at 7 p.m., 7 to 8.30, and the topic is talking to kids about sex. As you all know- Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Yes. As you all know- Are you going to sing again? Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. All right. That's it. As you all know- this is not a one-time discussion. No way, Jose. Meaning what Todd and I will be talking to you about is not how to have this one talk and then be like, oof, I'm done, but how to create a, a an environment of open discussion. And sexuality and sex is just a piece of that. Um, there's many ways to create important conversations, and um, we're going to help with that process because what, if you can open the door to your kids and let them know that you are available and willing to talk about difficult things, you are going to find that your relationship broadens, thrives, and you will feel much more connected. There you go. What's the second event? Uh, sec- oh, I'm sorry. I totally got lost in that thought. Second event. Uh, Wednesday, November 18th, The Hunting Ground, York Theater, one night, one time showing, 7 p.m. Hunting Ground is about sexual assault on college campuses, but it's about so much more. It's about um, self-awareness. It's about um, our system and how it's somewhat broken when it comes to reporting sexual assault. It's about consent. It's about men. It's about women, girls, boys, high school, college. If you have a daughter or a son, please get tickets to this movie. Um, and meet us there. And then the last one is, of course, our Zen Parenting Radio Conference with People We Love. Let's get real. March 11th and 12th, 2016. Get your tickets. You can get all the, you can find all this information on zenparentingradio.com. Click events. They're all there. Very well spelled out. And that is it. 
Very good. Let's jump in. All right. So I wanted to start with this, Todd. Okay. So two weekends ago, I think I mentioned that I went to a conference called Emerging Women in San Francisco. One of my favorite speakers among the many great speakers was Kim Jordan, who is the CEO of New Belgium Brewery. Okay. You know what that is? It's where they make beer. Correct. But do you know what kind, do you know what uh, beer they make? Uh, Blue Moon. No, but that's a good guess. Thank you. Um, they do not make Blue Moon. They make Fat Tire. Do you like Fat Tire? Um, no, I don't. You it's, don't like Fat Tire? No, it's. I, I kind of like wimpy beers. Yeah, I I'm can kind understand of a wimp. that. I can understand that. Well, and it's I not, say it's not bad beer. It's just not my style. I I like Fat Tire, but I can have one. You know. Yeah. Um. But anyway, why I bring that up is because they, I, she actually, um. Just she's one of the founders, but she actually the day she was presenting to us two weeks ago was her last day hmm. as CEO. Isn't that interesting? It is. But she has so and and by choice, like she retired. Right. You know, it wasn't. It was all good. This company, New Belgium Brewery, they are completely focused on environment, hmm. sustainability, and employee. Uh, what's the word where uh, you want to keep them? Retention. Retention. And you know how they do that. By giving them free beer? They treat them well. Well, that's oh. probably part of it. They treat them well. Do you know who owns that company? Uh, Dick Clark? No, they're employees. Oh, it's an employee-owned company. It's an employee-owned company. ESOP. It is. And they're, they're, she said we have so little turnover. It's like a big family. They have all of these rituals and celebrations. It's like, sounds like the coolest place to work. I actually just found out. We should get them to sponsor a conference. Tell me about it. Uh, New Belgium Brewery, or it's called New Belgium Brewing Company, was named the best place to work in America. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? It's a lot of places to choose from. This could be attributed to the brewery's efforts to ensure wellness, and that's in quotes, wellness of their employees. Just as, as an example, once a month, the brewery's wellness committee meets to discuss activities such as bike tours and for employees, and then it has a bunch of other things that I don't understand. Um, and then it says, New Belgium Brewery was ranked 17th and listed as having 484 employees in 2013. So it continues to be in the top 20 yes. all the time. Yes. Okay. So what I loved about her was this is her motto. Okay. Listen to this. Leaders need to make choices that are consistent with what matters. Yeah. Simple, right? Yeah. Very simple. But is it? Do you- It's not easy, but it's simple. Well, it's a mindset. Like, okay. And when I think about leaders, I think about parents because you're leading, you're leaders of your family. Mm -hmm. I think about businesses. I think about organizations. I think about schools. Are we making choices that are consistent with what matters? Or are we often making choices that are consistent with what's easier? Mm -hmm. Path what, of least resistance. What other people will view as the right thing, what we can get done quicker, what can make us more money. And, you know, again, what she was able to say is, of course, as a CEO of a company, they have to have finances to even run the company. Sure. But what they were able to find is treating their employees well and, you know, using a model of being environmentally friendly and making sure that... Um, they, how, how do I want to say this? Even their advertising, it was all focused around. And where were they located again? Do you remember? Did I tell you? If you did, I don't remember. Well, and I'm I'm going to lose a lot of this story and I won't go out on that, on that tangent. But basically they were able to find that they, they 
always were in the black. That's the right way to say yes. it, not the red. Yeah, red is bad, black is good. It's a million-dollar company, yeah. okay? So they were able to use all these wellness practices, um, be environmentally um, thoughtful, and at the same time make money, mm-hmm. okay? That's pretty great. Yeah, usually people are making money at the expense of all those other things. And they'll say, we can't do it any other way. And and this lady proves that you can. That's kind of what I'm trying to wrap up. So why I bring that up as being she, to me, is a conscious leader. Okay. Okay. So this weekend, I went to another conference. You go to a lot of conferences. (laughs) I know. Well, and you know what? I was saying, I was telling my parents, you know, I have a conference this weekend and and next weekend, and they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of conferences. You must be so busy. Because a lot of people think about conferences as being like, work. Yeah. But like I the would, conferences I have to go to. Yeah. You were at one for four days. Yes. For me, conferences are fun. Even if I wasn't in this line of work, You'd I would be going go. to that conference and not because I know how to make it fun. It just is fun to me. Yeah. You know, it'd be like if you were a brewmaster like Kim Jordan mm-hmm. and there was a brew conference, you'd be psyched. Yeah. You'd be like, I want to learn more. So the conference this weekend was called, my phone keeps going off. Why don't you put it on vibrate? I will. That I will. way we don't have to listen to I it. I know, I know. Um, it The conference I went to this weekend was called um, Bring It Parents, and it was a parenting summit. It Bring was it. in Chicago. Okay. It was at the Bodhi Spiritual Center, and um, Dr. Shvali was there, and a man, and who, and she was amazing, of course, as usual, and she she will be at our conference next year. Um but there was a man there that I did not know about, and his name is Jim Dethmer. Okay. D-E-T-H-M-E-R. So, Jim, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is the founder of the Conscious Leadership Group. And he did. He usually talks to organizations and businesses about how to be a conscious leader. So he was like, what am I doing at a conscious parenting summit, right? Mm-hmm. But what he had to say is completely relevant. To parenting? To parenting. Okay, so you watched the video, right? I did. And we're going to post that with the show notes. Yes, it'll be on the show notes. I'm writing my notes down right now. Okay, good. So basically what he talks about, his his explanation of how we can be more self-aware and conscious of ourselves is he uses a line. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where podcasting and radio can be more challenging than TV. Yeah, it's just a, a horizontal line horizontal from left line. to right. Like you've got a piece of paper and there's a line. Yep. He talks about that we are either above the line or below the line at all times. Okay. Nobody straddles the line. Right. Or if you do, it's for a moment. It's for a moment because the truth is we did a, uh, last uh, month we did a a thing about balance for our Let's Get Real series. Mm -hmm. And our, you know, Rita and Lorna and I who presented our big commentary was really around there is no perfect balance. What you do is you recognize when you're out of balance and you recognize of how to stay as conscious as you can of what feels good to you. Right. Okay. And that's what he's talking about is you're never right there on the line. You're either above or below. So which do you think is better, above or below? I'd always rather be above water (laughs) as opposed to below water. Of course. And so what he explains is that when you are above the line, you think about how things are happening by me, meaning you play a role Mm -hmm. in what's happening. When you are above the line, you feel responsible in a good way, like you have some power, you know? um, Influence. Influence, that you have influence over yourself and your world. When you're above the line, 
you're open, you're curious, you're committed to learning. You think of people as allies, which I loved, mm -hmm. instead of being people that you're trying to fight against. Um, you feel like you're in a growing place, like you're just always uh, listening to people and you're doing deep listening right. and trying to think about how you can grow and, and change. You speak unarguably. So what does that mean? You're, you can't argue? Well, you speak without trying to incite an argument. Mm. I think, don't you think that's possible? Yeah, we do that most of the time. I, I do. And I, sometimes people are so black Some people and white are about looking this. for arguments. Some people, Dalai Lama probably doesn't get into a lot of arguments and the rest of us are stuck in the middle. We, and I think a lot of times we'll say, well, when I'm upset about something, I just have to speak this way. Or when I'm talking to this person, I just have to argue with them. And I think people feel this way about their children a right. lot. Yeah. Okay. But you can speak unarguably. And the most important thing is that you question your own belief system and that you live a life of play. Mm. So that's above the line. I like that one. Okay, so let's let's just live in there for a second. But a lot of times, all of us, not just, you know, not just people who struggle a lot, but every single one of us are often below the line. Mm -hmm. When we're below the line, we think that things are happening to me. Yep. Outside influences, right? Victim. Victim or just if not victim, I have no power, right? You know, and maybe that is the definition of victim. I don't know. But, oh, that is really loud. That's when you're below the line. <laughs> we need an above the line, like sound, and a below the line sound. Is that possible? Is that above the line? That's above. Do you have like a twinkly star? Uh. No. <laughs> no. That's below the line. I want to hear like a twinkly star for above the line. Something that's like gentle. <laughs> Is that what you mean? No. Oh, sorry. That's what I thought you meant. Um, I don't have a twinkly star. <laughs> Do what, have is a, what does a twinkly star sound like? <laughs> like that? Yeah. No, like I don't something, have that. something positive. Okay. Clapping, because clapping is more like you did something good and i think about above the line as living in grace right so i think of a star right um <laughs> that's above the line as of right now money is not always above the line i know but for this for this I, example we're gonna go with i can't use that one because money to me has is too so do you have the sound for above the line okay perfect what's the sound for below the line Okay, perfect. <laughs> so we've talked about above the line. And then now I'm going to talk about below the line. Okay. <laughs> so below the line is things are happening to me. When you are below the line, you are committed to being right. You're defensive and you're closed. Okay. You feel like there's not enough that something out there is threatening to you. And usually what is being threatened is like approval or your control or your sense of security. You use fault and blame. You know, it's got to be this person. It's got to be this person's fault. You may gossip, rationalize, justify, do whatever you have to take it off you. And you avoid conflict or, I thought this was super interesting, pursue conflict for the sake of winning. Mm. Right? Got to win. Got to win. And so some people- Win-lose negotiations, sweetie. That's my policy. Well, some people literally look for conflict so they can prove they're right. Yep. 
Don't you agree? I, I do. I know, I know people who are like that. Absolutely. So when we are in any kind of relationship, in any kind of conversation, in any relationship, if it be at work or at home, we can be conscious of where we are. And what Jim said we have to be most thoughtful about is this question. Okay. Where am I? In regards to the location of the line. Just let's take it off Forget the line about for the a line. second. Got the it. question is, where am I? Like, you know, we talked to you guys all, you know, about mindfulness, being present. There, There's a sentence for you where it can wake you up to the moment. Mm-hmm. Like right now, Todd, where are you? Are you really here doing the show or is your mind on 10 other things? My, I'm here 68% okay. and I'm 32 trying to figure out my computer. Okay. See, and that's what I mean is that we're not always I recognize present. where I am though. That's important. Step one, check. And he said, Jim said that he has an app on his phone called Mind Jogger. Okay. And he actually puts into the app um, the sentence, where am I? And during the day, like four or five times a day, it buzzes. Nice. And it reminds him to check in. Where With yourself. am I? With himself. Yeah. Because you, and you guys, this is why I and Todd have dedicated our show, my books, our writing, our teaching to self-awareness. Okay. Because you can't make any change until you can recognize and accept where you are. That's right. You otherwise you're lost. You have no ground. You have no foundation. You don't even know there's a place to be found. Right. You can't even acknowledge that there's something to recognize or notice if you can't accept and recognize where you are. I'm with you. That is self awareness. So again, why we talk about self awareness and just you know beat it to death over and over for again. every show for the last 262 shows and we will continue is because you cannot make change until you know who you are and why you do what you do mm. maybe not every second because a lot of times we are moving through the world in that unconscious fashion you're in monkey fashion. brain you are in monkey brain or is it monkey mind monkey either one works okay. it's it's all a monkey you know it was coco's birthday who's coco coco is that very large gorilla um, and he, uh, Coco does sign language. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Coco's birthday, guess how old Coco turned? 41. 44, my, my age. Wow. You guys were born in 1971 together. Uh, that's right. Coco and I are like buds and guess what Coco got. Where does for? Coco live? I don't remember. In Africa or in the United States? We, um, I think my friend Jessica gave the girls like a, like donated to Coco in their name. Nice. So we get letters and calendars and stuff from Coco and I love it. Nice. The girls love it. And Coco for, I think it's a her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a her or him. I think it's a her. I think it's a her too. She, for her birthday, got kittens. Oh. She loves kittens. Of course. Who doesn't love kittens? And she loves to love and baby the kittens. Mm-hmm. She's such a gentle soul. So anyway, that's Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I want to write my notes down on things I want to make sure we talked about. Coco, check. Coco. Coco the gorilla. Okay. So what was I saying? You were asking where I am. Okay. So see, I didn't know where I was in this show. Right. So where are you? And once you can answer that question, you can recognize whether you are below or Mm. above the line. Right. Now, here is probably the most important point that you and I loved, um, as far as his talk, you, were, you weren't there, but I told you this and you loved this part too. Okay. Sometimes you are below the line and as long as you acknowledge it and know it, it's okay. Meaning, can you see that you're below the line and maybe make a choice to not respond or not show up or not go to the dinner 
because you're just below the line. Yeah. And you're feeling overwhelmed. I have an example. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I was in Louisville, Kentucky for five days for work. And usually when I'm on the road and I'm done working, I get a lot of other work done on my computer. Okay. And for some reason, I just wasn't feeling it. You were below Below the the line. And I... And I didn't treat myself well. I ate too much food. I didn't get enough sleep. Um, sleep is important for all of us, including me. And it was like midnight and reservoir dogs would come on and I would watch reservoir dogs instead of go to sleep. And I got like four and a half hours of sleep one night because I was watching stupid reservoir dogs for the 45th time. Now, just as to, to make this connection, because we have to talk about energy. Mm-hmm. This is not anything against Quentin Tarantino, and I'm not trying to rip on Reservoir Dogs when I say I was this. attracted to negativity. You were attracted to negativity. Yeah. When we are below the line, we meet the energy where we are. I was carrying a low frequency. So if you would have had the choice at that low frequency between Reservoir Dogs and, you know, when Harry met Sally, mm-hmm. you would have chosen Re- Reservoir Dogs no matter what because you didn't want the positive stuff. Yeah. That's why I have friends who will say to me, I don't call you, Kathy, yeah. <laughs> when I'm struggling because I don't want to hear the why I should look at things in a certain way. Well, I'll take it a step further. I think that there's a lot of people who listen to this show that listen to it when they're having a particularly good day. And when they're having a bad day. They're having a bad day. They're like, I don't want to hear those two. Right? All, they, all those two talk about are hope and love. I don't want to talk about that. I want to watch the news. And that energy, and we understand that. Yeah. Like, because we do it. I did it the Saturday night in the Kentucky Hotel. Absolutely. So we totally understand that. And if you can recognize it rather than fight against it or pretend it, it's not there, mm-hmm. you have a better chance of practicing being above the line. Yeah, you can come out of it easier if you admit to yourself you're below versus you just shame yourself, you beat up on yourself. Because I did a, I did a little self shaming this weekend when I was being anti productive and um, but then I I remember even saying to myself go easy man you it's, said self it's all right doggone it people like me that's right and you said self I work really hard I know well to your point when you are below the line if you shame or guilt yourself you go further below the line yes that below the line is it's a pretty deep hole Mm -hmm. and you could be a little bit below it but if you start to guilt yourself and berate yourself you will go further right okay so it's important to understand that there's no way we can live a life where we're always above the line right but if we're conscious then we can at least make choices. Like, for example, there are nights, you know, that Todd and I may need to discuss something or talk about something. It may be a planning thing for work. It may be something with kids. And there are certain times I'm like, honey, I can't do it tonight. Yeah. Not because I'm like, I'm just a step below that line where I'm like, I don't think I'll be a good conversationalist right now. Yeah. I am so tired. Admit to yourself that you're not in a position to have any type of productive conversation versus begrudgingly walk into a situation where you know you're not going to be a good listener or a good conversationalist. And then all of a sudden you're in a fight and you don't know why. And it's because you brought an energy in and you didn't have the awareness that you weren't going to be very productive in this. You started below the line. Yeah. And, you know, one thing to think about is, you know, kind of taking in another direction. And I think Jim said this during his presentation, but I've heard this many other places. I think Einstein said it. He said it kind of helps to understand how we view the universe or God or nature or just, you know, where we are, whatever words you use to describe where we are right, right now, right? In this crazy space and time. Um, is the universe is either benign or or at the very least benign or at the very best friendly. Mm. 
So if you can look at it that way, you know, that that the universe is never against us. Right. It just may be what it is. But at the very best, it's a friendly place. And that's kind of – when you're above the line, I think you can see that friendliness. You notice how everything is there to help you. Right. Um, if you can view the world with those lenses, it's a lot easier to practice being above the line. Because people below the line, if you are a chronic below the line person, you really think that there's scarcity. You think that there's not enough. You think that if like it'd be like you and I doing this job, we think there should be no other podcasters, mm -hmm. you know, doing what we're doing or else with their competition. Right. Do you know how many people need stuff like this? Yeah. Or need is the wrong word, want stuff like this. The world is abundant. There are plenty of listeners out there. Yeah. If you have enough, um, you know, Wayne always used to talk about this, yes. you know, the, the universe will provide, there's an abundance out there, there's enough for everybody. And that's something that is a doctrine that you and I choose to adopt as truth. And there's a lot of people that think that we're absolutely bananas. Well, because they look at the, um, everything as a pie and that if somebody takes a piece, then they're missing something yeah. versus it's so limitless and endless that there's no piece to take. Yeah. And there's space for everybody. Right. Everybody can do what they need to do and want to do. And there's plenty of people and situations that can help them. Um, so am I interrupting? No, go ahead. Um, so- First of all, we haven't talked about any of our three partners, so I want to talk about two of them. Okay, and then I want to finish up this discussion. I do you have a lot. Of uh, no, I could, but I do want to say a few things before we wrap it okay. up. Okay, um, so our first partner is Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and she's having a Women Wine and Wellness Night. Kathy, I like those three words: Women Wine, wine wellness. wellness. Thursday, November twelfth at six thirty. Feel good on the inside, look good on the outside. And then uh, Dr. Kelly is hosting an event that night. So we'll include that in our show notes as well. And that's chirotree.com. And then our second partner is John J. Kelly, Comprehensive Dentistry. And that's at chicagodentistonline.com. Awesome. All right. So close the ends here. So basically, um, and there's, you know, I would really encourage you to look up Conscious Leadership Group and check out their work and what they do because um, I think they have a lot to offer businesses, obviously a lot to lo offer leaders. And don't you feel like this helps with parenting so much? Well, I think it helps with parenting and it's very practical yes, and it's, it's very practical. objective and it's not warmy fuzzy. It's just real good information. Well, um, Anne-Marie Chiriso from Positively Mindful Parenting is the person who kind of created this summit. And I said to her afterwards, because there was the two keynotes, there was Shafali and Jim. And I came up to her and I said, gosh, that was so, and sh this was her intention, but I definitely picked up on it. It was so amazing to have Shafali speak because she brings, not just because she's female, but because of the way she speaks, it's a more feminine energy. It's more like, here's the information, absorb it. Let's talk about it. Let's get, you know, let's people ask questions. It was a lot more emotional. And then Jim came on after, and this is a lot more practical, logical, masculine energy. Right in my wheelhouse. Exactly. And so having those two back-to-back -back really helped you integrate the concept of consciousness. Yeah. Um, so I just give a shout-out to him and to Anne-Marie for putting on the conference. And um, so I think – let me look this over. I think that we can stop there. Above the line, do the sound. Oh, above the line? Sure. Why not? Here we go. <laughs> Yep. And below the line. No, that's above the line. I like above the line Isn't better. Isn't it great? Yeah, it is. Of course, I do like below the line too. <laughs> well, Eeyore's a below the line a lot of the time. 
but his friends still accept him. That's right. Where did we learn that? Well, um, my friend Andrea sent this little thing to me on my page, and it was really cute. I think I'd seen it before, but it was written beautifully. It mm-hmm. was like Eeyore is basically, if Eeyore was like a real person, is clinically depressed. Yeah. You know, has some pretty significant issues, but his friends still call him. They invite him to parties. And they accept him just as he is. Yeah. Can you imagine if we could be that great, like Winnie the Pooh and yeah. Piglet? Um, the Tao of Pooh. The Tao, and that's I, I bet that comes from the Tao of Pooh. I bet you it does. Because that just sounds like a, a Tao of Pooh thing. Um, so, I I think that we will end there. Okay. Um, a few other housekeeping things is um, housekeeping sounds boring. So you don't want to use that terminology. Give me another one. Um, a few more exciting things we want to share. Well, I have some reviews. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Three reviews. Um, Corinne says that it's the best po- parenting podcast for keeping balance in this busy world. Nice. And then first time mom and stepmom uh, says that she's a stepmom to a 10 year old boy and a first time mom for my seven and a half month old boy. She's been listening to our older podcast the last couple of weeks and they've been really helping open her eyes to the kind of parent that I have been to my stepson and the parent I want to be for both of them in the future. Keep on keeping on. Thank you. Zen Parenting for Life. Woot, woot. It actually says that. In the, it says woot, woot. It says woot, woot. And the last one is a wonderful one, but it's a little long, so I'm not going to read it. But it just says awesomeness. And it's by Enlightened Mama from US. I actually posted Enlightened Mama on our page today. Thank you, Enlightened Mama. Yeah, that was nice. Um, and there was another topic I want to talk about, but it'll have to wait until next week. Really? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Jeez. You got to go. You have a date with Cameron. I do. I have to take Cameron out for she- a hamburger. She wants a hamburger. I don't, why get a hamburger when you had, can have a cheeseburger? Because she doesn't like cheeseburgers and she wants her hamburger plain. Kids got problems. No. Yes, she does. She likes things the way she likes them. Yes. She and I were just upstairs having a talk about perfectionism. Did, were you here? Yeah, did you she got mad that? that she got she did well on a test and she focused on what she didn't get right versus what she did get yeah, right. Yeah, and she said, but I like the idea of being perfect. And I said, well, the idea is simply an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it, stri- like, you know what uh, language works for me is we can be – I think I got this from Liz Gilbert. I like to give credit where credit's due. Um, it's okay to be – what's the word – you're not like competitive, but you like to achieve. You are, oh, it starts with an A. Oh gosh, this is uh, gonna... You're an aristocrat? No, um, you are, you have high you're expectations. An... Help me, this is a word. You're an antelope. <laughs> no. That's not right? No. Oh, that's weird. You are, you, <laughs> okay. You are an adjective. No, can we, hold on a second. The word that I finally was able to bring up. We had to cut like five <laughs> minutes out of the podcast and because Kathy, she was swearing <laughs> and the word is... Ambitious. Ambitious. And everybody's like, really? Did I have to wait that long for that word? <laughs> well, what's so great about the word ambitious is it's okay to be ambitious and not feel like you need to compete against everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be internally driven and be like, I'm totally ambitious and I want to have these, you know, like for for Cameron is what we were talking yeah. about. It's okay to feel ambitious, to like want to do well, but you also have to have a sense of that doing well doesn't mean you do well 100% of the time. Right. That you have to have some 
dips and challenges and failures and non-successes to help you be even better yeah. at what you're doing. So that was the conversation she and I were having. You know, and we have to do that in kid language yeah. because um, I'm not worried that she's going to become some crazy perfectionist person. I'm not worried about that at all. She just right now in the stage she's in, she likes doing well. There's nothing wrong with that. She likes doing extremely well. As long as we keep discussing yeah, then it'll be what, fine. what doing well means. Yeah. Do you does see it, what I mean? Doesn't mean that she's any better or worse if she does good or bad on a test. Because she, along with everyone else in the world, has had plenty of failures this year and she's been fine. Yeah. There has been no like, <gasps> that. Uh, that my ego can't tolerate that blow. Right. It's like, but at the same time, ambition is all right with me. It's all right up. Okay. Thanks, Todd, for your patience with me today. You're welcome. Um, so our last partner is Jeremy Kraft from Avid Company, uh, avidco.net. And uh, keep trucking and uh, listening for a little bit of promotional stuff at the end of the podcast. Have a great week. Adios. That's our show, friends. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes, and while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. To reach us, you can send us a message at comments at zenparentingradio.com, or you can record a voice message through our website and ask any question you want. Go to Amazon or our website to find Kathy's first two books and her most recent award-winning book, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn, The Power of Self-Aware Parenting. You can also subscribe to her Practicing Realness blog for her most up-to-date writing. If you're interested in The Tribe, the men's group that I co-facilitate, go to thetribemensgroup.com. We're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time. Music.